what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Muscle, and this is another Two Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast. And today, we have a special guest in the building. Listen, this gentleman right here has his song right now called Through the Storm, gaining some great traction in the street. You know we have in the building today? We have Jazeel in the building today. What's going on, Big Boss? You know, my day, I muscle, that's I give thanks for life, health, and strength, and give thanks to the Creator, you know, Father God, for me, good day, so I have a wonderful interview, you know. It's a pleasure to be here, muscle, enough love and honor. Maximum respect for pulling up to the Entertainment Report podcast today, boss. Yes. You know, Our... you know it's always a pleasure to talk to the fans out there, just want to know Jazeel and the story and everything behind Tazil and the whole works, you know, the true story of what's going on and that's the whole works. Definitely. Listen, Jazeel, we know him as Jazeel, but he has a famous last name, Myrie. Jazeel, tell me who else you are related to in this music business that has that name there, Myrie. Well, everybody know that my father is Butch Banton, which the name come from my, my, you know, so I have my brother in music who's a producer, works on many it records as Popcorn, I obtain a whole lot. His name is Marcus Mary, that's my oldest brother. And I have a lot of family members in the music, but they are mostly my cousin, like Payday, that is Kevin Bonticular, ex engineer. He used to be a part of the Alliance camp. And I have Bryka, who was Marcus Records once artist and formerly Ayakteen artist. You know, and then I have my auntie, which is Adina Mary, who do harmonizing and backup vocalist for my father. But she mostly do harmonizing and tracks. So the family is her whole musical family, you know. And there is so much more. And I am my cousin DJ Leighton Vibes, which is in Canada, Canada-based producer, doing very well, work with Pampute, so forth. So the family is musical. It's a lot of a lot of people in your family. So definitely this is in your blood from your father to your brothers to to all the people in your family that's doing music. So when do you remember yourself actually wanting to get involved with music also? To tell you the truth, I was always, I know my father when he's doing music from when I was a baby, like I was always there. I remember when I was eight years old, you know, um, I used to freestyle my father's songs to his musical peers who used to be around the studio. Because, you know, my father had his own studio base where his friends and musical peers check him. So I used to always freestyle him with his um all, all the songs, you know, and that's where I, I, I did, did develop music, you know, and so, yo, I love music, and from there, I used to just clash with his friends, like, when they want to come at the studio, and I want to vibe, they always say, yo, we're the little one, me, you know, and we always clash with each other, just to build up the vibe, you know, so I was always the one who wanted to do music that bad, because I see where it do. And I see what it can do, you know. I know, 
I've read some stuff where you've also said that um, Bounty Killer and 50 Cents were some people that you looked up to, grown to musically also. What was it about Bounty Killer and 50 Cents that you like so much? All right. Um, this is going to be the first. I'm talking about this or the first year hearing about this. Bounty Killer and my father is like this. So they share the same studio even. That's how they make it. That's how Bounty Killer meet. Payday, which is my cousin, and Payday end up with um Monticular. You know, so everything started at my father's studio, which is Monticular. Monticular used to be there like every single day, you know, because they are like this. And a lot of people don't know that Alliance started from my father's studio, which is Butch Banton studio. You know, so I used to see particular every day. I used to see the artist them every day when I used to come home from school, you know, and then just to see a particular dress, I used to start just like particular, you know. So I used to admire particular as well. And he was a good friend of mine to my father. So that's where the whole idea of falling in love with particular, seeing him recording in the studio and seeing creating songs, you know. So everything started at my father's studio with Monticular and my dad. Mm -hmm. And even uh, 50 Cent, what was it about 50 Cent that you liked so much? Uh, 50 Cent, no. I can remember me and my brother at the time, you know, 50 Cent was running the place. He had, he had a squad called G-Unit. So, you know, we used to just like 50 Cent. You know, me, me and two of my brothers, we used to just like 50 Cent and... We used to counter 50 Cent that we used to um, be like 50 Cent group, you know? So we used to be always uh, imitating songs. So that's where I get to love music more. And I said, yo, this, we could do this, you know? Yeah, so 50 Cent inspired me a lot. And Born to Kill Up. Definitely. And I know when you were much younger too, you would all tour around the place with your father. What was that like actually going on tour with the big Bojo Banton at that time there? Um, it was a great experience. I wouldn't say I tour all the world, but I get to see for myself, you know, how music can change a person's life just by creating a song from in the studio and going out there in the world and the whole world singing it. That gave me goosebumps every time I witnessed it, you know, like he built it from scratch. Nobody, nobody's around as him and the engineer, not knowing the song going to hit or not. That create that that create me an eager to do music, and I said, yo, I have to do music because just because I've seen it and seen how it is done. So being so being on tour with my dad, one or two time for the um, exposure, it was a blessing and it's still a blessing up to this day. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And when was the first time you actually got into a studio and said, okay, I'm going to start taking music serious, and you you recorded something? I was always a student baby, you know. Even in, even in my mother's belly, I was always a student baby, you know. They, they always tell me that I was always there in the even when, even when I was a baby. The engineers used to change my nappy. They always tell me that they used to change my pampas, <laughs> you know. So, um, the first time I got a mic, honestly, when I was a baby, it was Kevin Bonticulas. They know my father, engineer, which is my cousin. He was always in the studio, so he was always passing on the mic to me, you know, from back then. And even to today, 
in my career, Kevin has one of my first recorded songs. No. From there. And what was the name of the song there that you recorded? The song that I recorded for Kevin Payday, it was Jamiset. You know? Because I think at one time you also, you had locks at one point also. Yeah, man, I know all history me again, man. At first, everybody I go here, this, you know. Yeah, man, I was, I had dread, you know. Remember when I was a baby, I, I had dread first, you know, and then I cut it because of school. You know, at that time, I had to go to school and do stuff. And then I grew up and get dreads and then them thing me. But, you know, I had to cut it for a personal reason, not um, the religion purpose, but my personal reason. In the number, because you know the internet right now is um religious politics. So I just cleared that here up. I didn't cut it because of religion purpose. I cut it because of my own personal problem that I was having an mm -hmm. issue. Definitely get it there. And then I know you linked up with Payday. You say that's your family too. But I know you started to do some early work with your brother Marcus. Also, what was that like? Yes. Yes. Um. We was, we was doing work with Marcus as well, but at the time when I was doing music, I never knew what I wanted. You know, I never really take it seriously. I never, I never learned the business like how I learn it now, so I wasn't really focused. But what was it like? It, the experience where I could pay there and Marcus, it was good. Because I get to see and everything and learn everything. And especially because I know Marcus, because Payday, he was doing engineering, but they had, they had a label too. But Marcus was producing a lot of stuff for Popcorn and a lot of them at that time there also. Yeah. Remember Marcus, you know, Marcus have his own label and his own entity. Marcus, Marcus is his own person. So Marcus have to do what he have to do to pay this way and make his name. As much as all of us got the married name, the greatest thing we got the, in my name alone is, is, is the biggest strength, you know, so we have to find our own path and our own way and make a name for ourselves. And that's what Marcus did with Marcus Records up to the day, you know? Definitely. Because with Marcus, I know you had came out with the song called um, Hold On. And this was a song I seen you premiered on, on stage one time. This was your first video. And this was where you really started to seem like settle into yourself as an artist at time there. Yeah, at that time, um, actually that song is produced by Delhi Wangs, so big up Delhi Wangs, you know. Yeah, man, at that, that time, I took music seriously when I realized I started getting older, you know, because when I was young, I wasn't fully decided what I really want to do because, you know, I could write songs and those stuff. I never really figured out what I really want to do. So at the age of 18, I took music serious, you know, so that's where I took it serious. And how did that song do for your career at that time there? I want to listen the song did do good. Um, it, it got me a lot of recognition, you know. A lot of people tune in and everything, and I got a good exposure from on the stage. That was my first, one of my first interviews, you know, in my career. And from there, um, it introduced me to Spark Up Benz. That's where I met, even though Spark Up Benz was already a family friend, Spark up to get to like my work on my own just because of that song. So that's where the connection built from me at Spark up So hold on, open a lot of doors for me, which I'm truly grateful for. So big up Delhi Ranks. 
and then when you're there now, well. Definitely. And talking about Spraga Benz, why is the, it seems like Spraga Benz is like a mentor or something like that with, with you. Why is that link so firm with Spraga Benz especially? To be honest, at the first day I got here this, and at the first run I got here this, Spraga Benz was one of the first artists to give me his platform. You know, and while I was about my dad, you know, um, a lot of things was going on and Spraga reached out to me and gave me his platform. And I just, from there, I've been truly grateful for Spraga Benz's platform, you know, because, you know, politics is in the industry, you know, so Spraga Benz came along on board and gave me his whole platform and I make use of that opportunity which I'm grateful for. So it's a blessing to me. And as an artist and as a person, you have to show gratitude and be grateful for every single opportunity you get. You know, because Spark never have to do it. You know, so that's why I always be grateful, show support to Spark because of what he have done. It doesn't have, it doesn't have to be monetary-wise to give someone their respect, but because of the opportunity they've done for you, and it impact your life. I always give him the support and the, and the respect. Definitely. And how many songs did you guys record together? We got about three songs so far. You know, because I'm, I'm supposed to be on one of his EP, but me and Spider relationship is deeper than the music. You know, in that, in that just music alone, we don't call on each other for music. You know what I mean? So the friend that, that the friendship with me as Bagament is different. We could work on any anything at any time and any given time. But the, the relationship with me and uncle is deeper than the music, not just music. Got you a hundred percent because I think the one that people would know is the one called At My Door. That's the one you did yes. with that would that came out. Yes. And how did that do for your career? Well, that was another opportunity for me, another exposure for me as a young artist. You know, because, you know, not many young artists get so much exposure and opportunity from my elder, you know, coming up in the industry. So it, it did a lot for me. It changed my entire life. You know, um, producers, couple producers reached out to price me and stuff. Because you know, Spraga Benz is a legend and he gave me his platform. So I make use of his platform to pick up Spraga Benz. Definitely. And I know when you decided to take um, music seriously and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is the direction that I'm going to take. At that time there, that was when Bojo was locked up at that time there. How difficult was it for you that 10 years when you didn't see your father? Um, it it was difficult mentally, but it wasn't difficult in person. You know what I mean, you know, because our family held it together, especially my mother. You know, my mother is a strong backbone of the family, so my mother kept all of us together. You know, so big up mommy. That's how we that's how we keep our focus by our mother. What was it like the first time that you saw him after the ten years? Huh? Well, the first time after the 10 years, it was 
a blessing, you know. It was good. The feeling and the vibe and everything was good. Because, you know, he, he haven't seen us for a while, so all of us turned big man and big daughters and so forth, you know. And it was good. It was good. Because when he left, you didn't have no beard or nothing. He came back, you know, a yeah, beard and yeah. everybody's big people. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, funny thing, when I was young, Diana, my dad always gave me nicknames and so forth in the family. And then my dad came back, my, my dad called me Father Abraham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, of, because of my beard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's good because I know when when he just came back to you were also a part of his show um, along Walk to Freedom in the stadium. What was this like now that okay you haven't seen him for this long? You're now a big man now and you're performing on this big stage with your dad. What was that like now performing at that show in Jamaica? Okay, that feeling for me was an eye open experience. And as a young artist in my career, I was very grateful to be an open act as a young artist. So that opportunity for me was a growing opportunity that words cannot express as a young artist, you know? Definitely. Especially, it's like, it was a couple of things. It's being in the national stadium and yes. opening for your father that you haven't been around for such a long time and he probably even he hasn't seen you do this type of thing yes. on stage as a big man yes that's true that's true mm -hmm. that's true that it, it it was amazing man trust me it was amazing good yeah. vibe because i know all of this is good and everything but i know at one point your full name was jazeel myri that was your artist name and then one point you said you didn't really you actually took the myri off your name what was going on at that point there okay i'm going to be honest with you um while i was with my father i don't want to sound uh, any ungrateful or anything but while I was with my father, I realized that my father has a lot, a lot of catching up to do. Remember, he was locked up for 10 years. Mm. You know, so even when I was with him, I, I wasn't getting the full focus as an artist. You know, because my father has a lot of catching up to do and he was focusing on, focusing on his music and his work. So I said to myself, I got to make a way for myself. So even though Jazzy Mary is still my birth name and everything, I can't take off my real name. You know, but for the business on a business level and a maturity level, I have to use Jazil because you know in this generation right now, attention, lifespan is short, and I don't want to bash people out so in a way, but we are lazy right now, and my name was too big and long. Nobody not going to go on the internet and type Jazil Miami, if you get it. So I just say, all right, just work with Jazil because it's easier to find, easier to search. So it was a strategy move, and it was good for me as well, art artist-wise, because my dad was locked away for a long time, and the focus, I wasn't getting the right focus. You know, so, so you figured if you if you 
You figured if you took off the Myrie, but remember, that's like having a Myrie is almost like having a Bob Marley. Okay, cool. This is this is your dad. Bojo Bantuan's the great Bojo, you know. Yeah. He could always get you to the door. He might get you into situations that you might not on your own, but at the end of the day, you still got to perform. You still got to bring your craft to the forefront and show them what you could exactly, do. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say to you, you know, because, you know, we're living in an industry right now, most of Jazzy my name was too long for the business, you know, so even though it's my father's name and everything, I have to, I have to come up with an easier name for the generation. And it's a, it's a, it was a, it was a wise move because it ended, it ended up work out eventually. You know? Mm -hmm. Definitely. And then I know around the same time when he came out too, a little bit after that, you, Marcus, and Bojanow linked up and did a song called um, False Pretense. Tell me how that song came around. Um, that song came out, came, was a part of an album that me and my brother planned together. You know, and... And you know, unfortunately, that didn't escalate well. You know, so that song was a part of the album, and we released it as a first single, and so forth. And we just decided to just release it. You know, that's how this, that's how the whole idea came about. It was actually a, a part of an album. Okay, so this album was supposed to feature all three of you guys together? No, this album was supposed to feature me. The songs were me and a couple artists on it as well. Mm -hmm. You know. But for some reason, it just didn't really materialize. Yeah, it never manifested because, you know, the song was, the, the um, album was based off my Rasta image. And at, and at that time, I was a Rasta, and you know, life took a turn, so I have to change up and stuff. So, yeah, that's what happened. Got you 100% there. And even how easy or how hard is it working with somebody like Marcus? Because, yeah, he's your older brother, you're the younger one, but you still have a direction that you want your music to go. He might want it to go another direction. I don't know. How easy or how hard is it to work with Marcus? All right, Marcus is a great producer. Trust me, anything he touched turned to gold. You know, so it wasn't hard for me to work with Marcus. It was easy. You know, because we both, we both understand each other and we both have a chemistry with each other. So it wasn't hard, it was easy. But as I said at the time, all of us have to find a path for ourselves. You know, all of us have to create a part for ourselves. Even Marcus, you know, as a producer, you know, you have to find a part for himself. And I'm the artist, so I have to find a part for myself. But it was it was easy to work with Marcus. You know what I mean? Definitely. And even talking about Bourgeois here, what's the best advice he's given you about the music business and this path that you decide you want to be on? Just keep writing. You know, and just keep doing good music. Just keep writing. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And do a lot of people, because you could clearly see your personality and Bouger's personality is two completely different personalities. Do people, when when they find out you're Bouger's son, do they, is, is it almost like a shock to them because they would expect more of a fiery personality more than a relaxed personality that you have? People are always shocked. Like, every time I talk to people, they, they, they're shocked the same way. You know, up to now, they're shocked. They say, oh. You're sure you're Abuja son, or you so you're just different. <laughs> and I I get I get that every day, man. Trust me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And when will we be getting all? Do you plan on putting out an album or EP anytime soon? What's what's the plans you have right now? Okay, right now I'm just focusing on releasing some singles because um, you know, I've, I'm still searching for my song, so. I'm just focusing on releasing some good singles so the fans and the world can upstep and love, you know, most of the singles. Mm-hmm. So hopefully 2024, we might, we might get a body of work where it really depends on the direction that you're taking at that time there. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I don't really like to plan. I don't like to plan music. I plan anything. I just go with the flow. So I don't want to say that I'm releasing an album next year and do a manifest because you know sometimes that can hurt your fans as well that you truly love so I just go with the flow I don't plan you know so whenever an album is to happen or an EP is to happen it will happen you know but right now I'm just focusing on some music definitely and do you play any instruments or anything like that also um, no, no, I'm mostly, I just write, I just write, I'm, I'm a genius at writing, but I would love to, you know what I mean, but I love to write, when I write it, bring out a different side of me. What type of music do you like to write? Um, that's a tricky question. <laughs> I like to write, not just music, you know, um, I like to write international music. You know, music that can go billboard and do stuff, you know. Just new, music for the entire world, music to win soul. You know, because you, know, you can win soul through reggae music and positivity, you know. Definitely. And I know right now, first you said Rasta, but now your your music is still more like a conscious conscious everyday real life type of music all right do you feel any pressure from probably the fans or even your music business to more sing conscious music because of who your father is i want to address it the pressure is there for real honestly because of who my father is and what they, they always expect me to um be like him what I always tell people is that I am my own entity. I can't be like somebody and live in someone's shadow, even though it's my father. You know, I have to do something that my son like, and the world accept it eventually by the grace of God. You know what I mean? So yeah, my pressure is there, but over time, you will not be pressured just once people them get to love you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I know somebody that you out, you were also recorded with was um, Iwata. How did you link with Iwata? Oh, I this Iwata. Oh, I met Iwata. I was doing a show. You know, um, a friend of mine put me in a show, and Iwata was there. 
And um, we connected after the show and we did, we did a song from that time because he liked, he liked, he liked the type of music I sing, you know? And that's how the connection came up. Mm -hmm. And is there anybody else in the industry that you're looking at you that you wouldn't mind working with right now? Yeah, man, I would love to work with um, Stephen Marley. I always want to work with Stephen Marley. Um, a lot of a lot of international acts, you know, protege, you know, um, they will get revival, you know. Um, even my dad, born to kill the same way, you know, the younger acts, you know. Yeah, man, in, anybody who willing to work with Jazzy, I am always open. Yeah. Definitely. And I know right now your new single, this seems to be getting the most traction out of your career right now. All of your music that you put out, the song called Through the Storm. You even have visuals for that. Talk to me about that song there, how you even came up and you wrote that song and put out that song there. Okay. Um, that song came about when the whole vibe and the um, issue surrounded me and my family in the um, media and a friend of mine sent me a beat so yo why you don't go write a song about how you feel you know so i end up writing a song about how i feel you know put all the pain and emotion in it and from there god just let it do its thing you know because you know in anything where you do you have to focus and put god first you know Definitely. And sometimes out of uh, the best things come out of a bad situation. It seems like right now, the traction you're getting on this song and the, the trajectory of this song right now seems to be, this seems to be this song here for you right now. That's true. Well, I hope, well, put it out there in the universe, you know, you have to talk it. It hears me. So yeah, man, definitely, man. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You see, the, the thing with it is... You have a, you're coming from a family with such a famous father. Okay, yeah, he was gone for 10 years. Everybody grew up. This is 10 years later. Everything's not going to be smooth as soon as he comes home and all of that. It's just, I guess, certain things leaked out on social media that were, it was creating a storm. But then, as you said, this song right here, Through the Storm, is what came out, out of all of that there. Yeah. As I, as I said before, I just put it to pen and paper, you know, and that's what I did, and it came out great. You have, you have to go through things and strong to, before you get any breakthrough in life, you know. Life is like a cycle, so I just accept whatever comes to me and I deal with it. But I'm a great writer, you know, so that's what I do best. I do my best. Definitely. Before I get you out of here, the floor is yours 100%. If there's anything you want to say, anybody you want to big up, leave some social media contacts also so they could check out you and your music before I get you out of here. I just want to say to all artists and everybody out there, focus, you know, never give up on your dream and always be silent because sometimes your mom can block your blessing. You know, and just love what you do. You love love what you do and just be patient and trust God. Amen. 
definitely any big ups and leave some social media contacts also. All right, I just want to big up Swagger Ben, big up um, Marcus Tremway, big up Deli Ranks, and I big up everybody who been supporting my journey. You know, big up the true supporters in my corner. You know, and just pick up yourself to muscle. You don't know for accepting my request. You know what I mean? Special love to you, CME. So, enough love, muscle. Respect. And where could they check you out on social media? You can find me on our platform, Jazil. You know, J-A-H-A-Z-E-I-L. But only my Instagram is different. Jazil Music underscore. You know, J-A-H-A-Z-E-I-L. Jazil for everything. Great conversation. As I said, 2024 is coming up. I'm pretty sure you have a lot of great stuff in store for 2024. Some of those collabos we spoke about, hopefully you'll get them. And we'll definitely sit down again in the near future and see where you are in your career at that time there. You understand? Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, man. Amen. Thank you. Let me give you an outro and get you out of here, all right? All right. Bam. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Muscle, and this has been another Two-Line Music Cuts Entertainment Report podcast, The Pull-Up, and we are out. This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichut.com.